Hello, Just Go Bike listeners. Welcome to the podcast that celebrates bike culture every week. Come for the bikes, stay for the fun, leave with a smile. I'm Kyle Munson, a columnist and bicyclist with the Des Moines Register. And I am Brian Powers, a photographer and cyclist. Hey, you might notice that we don't have TJ Jeskowitz and Mark Wyatt here at the front of the podcast, but rest assured, they are actually probably out there bicycling or getting ready for a one of the many major bicycling events this month, especially the Register's annual Great Bicycle Ride Across Iowa. And so we're pinch hitting, but we're having fun, right, Brian? Oh, this is a blast. Finally get to, to sit in the host seat, which is great. Well, and just like I think seconds ago, you were in a bike seat. So you made a quick transition from uh, pedaling to podcasting. I'm, I'm really impressed. It's kind of like a triathlon. You know, it was a, <laughs> that was, that was tra- transition one. And uh, shortly after this will be transition two when I clean off. <laughs> well, we have a, an incredibly stacked show this week. Uh, we do not have uh, Parrot Talk. Andrea Parrot is also on hiatus this week, but she will be back. So here's the thing. Make sure that you barrage her with all of your questions about bicycling. So Parrot Talk is the segment each week where she answers all of your bicycling questions. Just drop her an email at uh, justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. She would love to answer your questions, try to stump her, and uh, she always has one of the best segments every episode. So give that a and shot. And you can... You can also reach out uh, social media uh, hashtag Parrot Talk, so get yeah. her get her all all your questions. Yeah, so she's uh, she's great, and she's also going to be busy later this month on uh, Ragbri, and she might be on a bike as we speak now too. Who knows? So so if you see her, give her a squawk. <laughs> so what else? What else do we have on the show this week, Brian? So much good stuff. Uh, so we skipped uh, a bike calendar last month, so I caught back up with Scott Sumter of Bike Iowa, and we got a bike calendar in July, which essentially, if you go out and ride your bike, you will run into a group ride this month. They are happening <laughs> everywhere. So um, be sure to check that out. BikeIowa.com has all your whole list of events, um, but that will be coming up in this show. That's and great. then. Um, so, you know, on, on RAGBRAI, the Register's Annual Great Bicycle Ride Across Iowa, that people ride in teams a lot. I mean, you know this, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I caught up with Larry Gallo, who is one of the leaders of the Air Force Cycling Team. And they have a different way of, of riding RAGBRAI than I think most traditional riders do. And I know you're quite familiar with them, Kyle. Yeah, that, that's true. So on these large group rides like RAGBRAI, uh, Good Samaritans, these people who stop and, and help others who might have a breakdown, a flat tire, or they get lost, whatever it might be, they're so crucial. And yeah, Air Force is this unique team where their whole mission when they're out there riding is to be on the lookout and to serve all the other bicyclists. And they've become such a necessary, uh, you know, they're kind of... They're the glue that helps hold Ragbri together day after day because if you think about thousands and thousands of people riding across the rural American landscape, inevitably you've got million, you know all these flat tires and everything else. And I've I've seen this myself with my own eyes where somebody will have a flat and all of a sudden because Air Force is so pervasive, they have so many riders and they're such strong riders, they swoop in and it's like an Indy 500 you know uh, pit stop and all of a sudden. In a matter of minutes, that person's back on their bike. So I'm fascinated to hear what uh, Larry had to say. And I, I'm, I love that you interviewed him. 
Oh yeah, it was it was super interesting. I mean, he was even getting into detail that they will look ahead at the route to see what type of spares and extra parts to bring. So wow. for instance, if it's going to be a super hilly route, they'll make sure they bring quick links and stuff for chains because they'll see a lot of chains breaking on hilly routes. If they know it's a gravel day, they'll make sure they bring extra tubes because the gravel loop and the century are all mandatory parts of the ride for their riders. Hmm. Wow. So yeah, they, they ride as much, uh, they ride the maximum route and then mm-hmm. they do all that uh, work. That, that's a that's a great military get it get the job done kind of a mindset. So anyway, that's cool. And he had a really great. Uh, he talked about the start of the team and how the team has evolved from when they first began Ragbri, uh, when they first began riding Ragbri, and now how the team has evolved and what it kind of becomes into this service oriented thing. So that was a really interesting transition that uh, that'll be really cool to hear on the show. Well, that's neat. Well, and as we get deeper into July, you know, really, this is, we're, we're now entering the heart of the bicycling calendar, not just in the Midwest, not just in Iowa, but worldwide. If you think about, you know, the Tour de France that's uh, happening, everything yep. else, this is the height of bicycle season. So, uh, you know, if you guys have ideas or people that we should talk to, I know I was just trading messages today with a guy who's been riding a penny farthing across the United States. Oh, wow. All, all sorts of, you know, bicycle. So July is is the peak month. You don't see any of those in the Tour de France, I don't think. That's right. <laughs> I have seen them on Ragbri, but I'm pretty sure that they would not make the tour that well. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, good deal. Well, hey, let's get into the rest of the episode, Brian, and um, uh, just want to hear your interview now. All right. Yeah, let's get into it. Just Go Bike listeners, this is Brian Powers. I am here with Larry Gallo, and Larry rides Ragbri, but he rides it for a little bit different reason than I'm betting most of you listeners who have done it have. Larry is the section chief for maintenance support to the C-5 aircraft at the 433rd Airlift Wing Lackland Air Force Base. He's an endurance athlete who enjoys cycling and running and has completed a half Ironman distance triathlon in Colorado and Texas. His focus is on making the team's present no- presence known across the U.S. as he networks with similar organizations that promote military and fitness. Now, Larry, you said you began Ragbri in 2006, but you've been riding for much longer than that. So welcome That's to the Disco Bike Podcast, and uh, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks, Brian, for having me on. Oh, no problem. Uh, so like I was saying, you, you've been riding for since 97, I believe you said, right? Yes, that's correct. Since 1997. Uh, basically, I started out as a runner and triathlete, so um, been transitioning back and forth. So, uh, and a little bit of, I guess, what do you call do do athlete? So uh, my swimming wasn't really strong, so cycling and running was the thing for me. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's funny how the fitness sometimes doesn't transfer. You feel like you're in great shape from cycling and running, then you get in the water, yeah. it's just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, half Ironman though—that's that's no joke. That's that's quite a long swim. Yeah, but that was so long ago. You know, they actually called them half Ironmans back then, but now they call them seventy point three. So sure, I've watched the transition. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me feel extra old now. Um, so yeah. so tell me how you got into cycling. 
basically, I, I got into cycling because um, I guess I, I wanted to uh, transition over and to see how my running would uh, pretty much how I could put my leg strength into cycling. And then I wanted to go from one place to another a lot faster than running there. So <laughs> that's pretty much how I got there. And then I found out once I got the correct bike size that I was uh, actually a, a good cyclist at the time. So, so yeah, that's pretty much how I got into cycling. And then, you know, just you just kind of start networking and you find more groups and more groups. And so that's pretty much how I got into cycling. So That's great. Kinda, yeah. Is there a big – so, you know, obviously – you're in the Air Force, and you know this. Right. This show is going to be airing on the Fourth of July, so um, can't thank you enough for your service to this country. I really well, appreciate it. Appreciate your support. Um, is there a big? What's cycling like in in the Air Force? Is there a lot of guys and girls that that do that cycle within the Air Force? Oh yes, it's, they do. Uh, basically, uh, if you think about our team, our team is about four hundred strong uh, nationwide. Wow. You know, we have 165 of those members that are going to RAGBRAI this year. You know, 165. That's, be, that's correct. Wow. So, uh, so, and these are Air Force uh, civilians, Air Force uh, active duty, reserve, guard, and that's what the team is made up for, made up of, and also dependents and retirees. So the team could, uh, but everybody looks the same during RAGBRAI. So there's haircuts and everything. So everything looks the same. So you have you have Ragbri cycling team haircuts? No, what I'm saying is everybody looks like they're active duty, no oh, matter okay. how old they are. So. <laughs> I thought you were saying everybody had the same haircut. Yeah. Oh no! So you know we we actually have members that are uh, I guess around 74 years old that are riding with us every year, and you know they all look like they're active duty. You know, got the haircuts and within regulations. So that is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so now, now tell me, I. I you know, I've been on. I've only been on two rag brides. Uh, okay. So, I know the Air Force team has a little bit of a different mission uh, than just than just crossing the state of Iowa. So, w- right. what what do you guys see as your mission when you're on rag bride? Well, our mission kind of changed a little bit. Once we started up, uh, we were pretty much you know a lot of folks going out there just to show okay we're fit. And this was back in I guess. Maybe 1996, when the team started out, the mission was to get on your bike and to ride across Iowa as fast as you can. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as the years come, as the years went by, we started to notice that you know we're not really having an impact and maybe even causing, maybe being a little bit dangerous. So things started to change subtly, and we started to slow down, and then found out we actually enjoyed riding across Iowa, meeting the people. Mm-hmm. And then it changed a little bit more. We figured that uh, since we uh, serve overseas abroad and we wanted to show the folks, you know, here in the U.S. that we have their backs here. So we started slowing down and then we started stopping and we started helping folks. And that pretty much caught on, and especially for the young airmen, you know, they're coming out here and then they're helping folks. And this is something they've never actually did before. And they find out that they're getting um, they're getting their socks blessed more than, you know, actually riding fast across Iowa. So it's more fulfilling for them. And then they, they come back and say, okay, this is what I did, you know, for these seven days in mm-hmm. Iowa. And then the response from the, the public themselves, you know, the way they treat us, you know, that just spurs you to, to do a little bit better next year. 
So every year is always a better year because we're actually serving them. And then, you know, and then we can kind of see how we fit in on the home front. So it seems to work out. So our roles have changed over the years. And this is probably the one that we're going to stick with, you know, just uh, helping folks. And our nickname is Guardian Guardian Angels of the Road. Oh, cool. So, So we pretty much stick with that. So anybody needs help, medical, you know, first aid, flats, or any type of mechanical issues, we'll try to take care of them. And now the riders that you have, they serve in a variety of different capacities with Air Force, right? Everything from mechanics to... That's correct. I mean, we have doctors, we have pilots, uh, mechanics, uh, chaplains. I mean, just about whatever field there is in the Air Force, we have somebody represented. Holy cow. And so, uh, yeah, so it's amazing, you know, when you cross Iowa, you know, the stereotype that they have is that everybody flies airplanes. Uh-huh. So when you stop in a small town, hey, what airplane do you fly? <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny sometimes. So we have to explain to them, you know, not everybody can fly the airplane. Sure. <laughs> So some of us have to support, have to get the airplane in the air. So, so what are the what are some of the the crazier things that you've seen that you've experienced along along the route as far as helping people? Well, uh, one of the craziest things I saw two years ago. You know, we're riding up um, one of the, I guess, the small highways, and there's a horse that's loose, and the horse is riding alongside our teammates, and he's running just as fast as they're riding. And it's just all along the fence line for miles and miles. And that's the funniest thing I've ever saw. Oh, that's so Rag cool. Ride. Yeah. And then uh, one of our members, I guess he's, I don't want to call him a horse whisperer, but he was able to corral, well, calm the horse down and get it back into the fence and things like that. But that's probably the funniest thing I ever saw <laughs> on Ragbri. And his horse is going miles and miles down the road. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. And what sorts of things are you normally helping uh, other riders with? Well, basically, uh, as of late, I mean, uh, up to last year, we were helping them mainly with flats. Mm-hmm. But last year was such a hilly course that we noticed that a lot of people were breaking chains trying to climb these hills. Oh, uh, sure. And so we had some uh, quick links that we uh, brought with us, and we were able to fix a whole lot of chains and derailers. So that was uh, pretty heavy-duty maintenance for our team because we usually uh, bring – about 300 extra tubes with us just for the just for the public uh-huh. so um now we know when there's a hilly course we know that we should get some probably get some extra chain links because there's gonna be a lot of broken chains <laughs> so, you, so that at the end of the route this year you're gonna need to grab some of those extra chain links there's some there's some good hills at the end of the route this year well i understand it's only the last two days that's what i understand yep. Yep. so um but i just like the last day i guess uh walk on Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but that's right. Yeah, you I, got it. I under, understand it's a uh, very pretty. You know, it's only 44 miles, so I think we'll get. We'll just start looking at the landscape and just kind of forget about that we're actually climbing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. in Iowa, scenery means hills. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember one hill back in 2010 called Potter's Hill. Uh, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. Really? It was a lot of carnage on the road, people. <laughs> I mean, it's like a mile. A uh, mile and a half hill just continuing to go straight up. Oh, so brutal. Yeah. And of course, we thought that I was flat. You know, <laughs> everybody who starts, you know, back in 2006, I assumed that I was fat, flat, but, you know, I know the truth now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially, I mean, last year with that southern route, man, it was, it was every day. 
You know, I, I believe that, that in my 12 years of doing uh, Ragbride, it was probably the hardest course last year. And even though they listed as maybe the eighth hilliest, mm-hmm. I kind of thought it was the hardest course, maybe because I'm older now or whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> Accumulated mileage in your legs. That's what it yeah, is. exactly. Um, so do you do a lot of riding and, and training? I mean, obviously you have to train, but some of the newer, uh, the newer service members that you have coming onto the team, do they think they're just going to join up and ride Ragbri? I mean, what's it like to, to train new members? Uh, basically, uh, the way we're set up, we have about 12 different regional teams. So these regional teams have their own team members and they do training rides. Okay. And we also have uh, each member has, uh, has to sign a contract to do five different rides, whatever base they're at. And so in order to do those rides, they have training sessions also. I mean, we train as a team every Saturday morning, wow. you know, here in Texas. Uh-huh. And I think I think we have the biggest branch. It's about 66 of us here. Wow. You know, and other teams have, you know, 20, 15, 30. So, um, so yeah, everybody gets together and you train. But the biggest responsibility is like the in-between days that you have to actually get out there and train on your own. Sure. And it's a part of uh, accountability because if you don't train and you show up at Ragbri unfit, Basically, you're asking your fellow um, airmen to kind of keep an eye on you, and then that takes away from our main mission is to keep an eye on the public. So, so accountability is a, is huge for us. Similar so to it, to how you would normally approach any other any other mission or deployment. You know, exactly preparation. Mm-hmm. So, and that's part of it. I, I was. And, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, I'm just thinking of a team that we're supporting this year. A team that we're kind of. I guess uh, joining with on a couple of days is the dream team. Yeah. You yeah. know, they, ha- they have these kids out there, you know, they have to do up to a thousand miles before they even come to Ragbri. So, you know, you know, and we can use that against our members. Hey, you know, these kids are doing a thousand <laughs> miles. So you guys got to get out there and just do what you got to do. You know, you can't let the kids show you up. They do. A, so. They do a lot of riding before and dream team. I, we featured them on a, on an episode a okay. few episodes back. And yeah. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful team. Uh, yes, and I'm looking forward. We're supposed to be having a team dinner with them in Charles City. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. Um, I was reading back one, at one of your blogs, I think from two years ago, uh, and you talked about how you know the seven days away from base on Ragbri is almost like a, a mini deployment for you guys. Can you just kind of dive in a little bit deeper on that? What's what do you what do you mean by that? Okay, yeah. That, uh, what happens is uh, when you're away from home, you're away from all your pleasures and all the luxuries, mm-hmm. um, and you only have the guy that's next to you or the lady that's next to you and all these uh, 100, 100 and something tents. So you start to bond with these people because they're going through the same thing. You know, you're going through loneliness, you're tired and everything like that. And, you know, this, is, this usually happens maybe around the third day that people start to actually uh, start to bond. Mm-hmm. Because you're tired, and then the next thing you know, the next person's tired. So you have something in common at that particular time. Like when you're on a deployment, you know, you know the mission, and you know you're not going home anytime soon. So you start to really bond with the people that you're there with because you're all on the same page at that particular time. So it's a unique experience, and it's hard to really put it on paper, but it's just something you experience, and you can see it happening. You can see it gelling, you know, throughout the week, and. um and our focus this year, you know, as we have our we have telecons, uh, telephone conferences every week. Our focus is to try to establish that team unity 
real early in the week, maybe even the first day. Okay. So, so, so that we can go out and we can stay focused and we can help the folks. That's awesome. So, That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and you have a tradition at the, at the very end uh, that I, I can't even imagine what it's like. Can you explain the, on the very last day, I mean, you guys all roll into the end, end town, you meet up, you roll into the end town, and this year it'll be, you said, 165 riders strong. What's that feel like to be rolling into town just in formation like that? Well, that's that's kind of hard to explain, but I tell you, it's just like uh, it's goosebumps. I mean, we do that for two miles uh, up up to the dip site, and it's just goosebumps. And if you look real close, everybody hair is standing up on their forearms and their legs if they haven't shaven. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, it's just goosebumps, and the and to have the public yelling out "Go Air Force!" and we appreciate everything you do. I mean, that's just an awesome feeling. And it's not only what we're doing abroad, it's what we've done that whole week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, so it's just huge. And I like to, ex- I, I like for the new people to experience that. You know, they go home, they feel like superstars, and which they are. You know, anybody who served, anybody I served with, I consider them a superstar. So for these young airmen to experience, you know, the public just really cheering them on in their own little uh, mini parade, it's just an awesome feeling. And it makes you proud, you know, to do what you do you know, to serve your country and to have all hundred of your brothers and sisters right there with you. So, but yeah, it's a, it's an awesome feeling. And something happened last year, something, it was three people. We were two miles from the drop site last year and we had three people that go out to the road and they started high-fiving the riders as they were driving, as they were riding in. So next thing you know, there's four people and next thing you know, there's 20 and all the way up to a hundred people on the road. 100 Air Force people on the road high five and these people as they come in to oh, go in wow. dip. So, I mean, I've never seen anything like that before. And that was such an awesome feeling for just one person. Holy and God. that's when you knew the team was gelling because they didn't want to leave the three people out there by themselves. They wanted to join in. And I said, gosh, you know, Houston, we finally have a team. So it's kind of one of those things. Oh, so, that's so cool. That yeah. it, I mean, I have goosebumps just thinking about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite memory, um, of the 12 years or 11 years that you've been doing it? Um, favorite memory, uh, or if you don't, if here's another mm. one, if what's your, um, what keeps you coming back every year? Well, that's easy. Uh, the folks, uh, the state, I mean, I, I wrote about this last year. It's like, uh, it's like a vacuum in a sense. It's like a time going way back, you know, like the old black and white movies you used to watch. Everything seems wholesome and clean and pure. And it's just one of those uh, seven days out of the year that you can kind of just drop everything and you can go and you can just relax. And it's the feeling of leaving your bike maybe uh, three blocks down the road while you go five blocks up the road to eat. And you know that bike's going to be right there. You know, you can't yeah. go anywhere in the U.S. and do that. So it's just a feeling of uh, uh, secureness, a feeling of oneness, you know, with everybody mm-hmm. and everybody being on the same page. You know, everybody's kind of looking out for each other and, you know, not really trying to do any harm. Yeah. So that's what kind of keeps me going back. And that's uh, that's another hard thing to really try to explain. It's, but one I think of those, every, it's definitely ahead. one of those things you have to get out there and experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the folks, I mean, the, 
you know, the old guys want to show you their tractors. I mean, or show you their bull. I mean, it's like, man, this is really, really neat. You know? So, you know. Um, well, is there anything else you wanted to add? I, I'm, I don't have a, a whole lot more questions, but is there other things that you wanted to touch on? Other, other things that you wanted to, to talk about? Um, uh, basically, uh, I mean, I just want to tell the folks that what we do, we enjoy doing it. You know, we don't do it to get a pat on the back. It's just something we enjoy doing. And so, um, and we just hope that it's reciprocated. So it's one of those things. Um, and to me, having fun on the bike is, uh, helping the next guy have just as much fun. Yeah. And that's pretty much what our team tries to do. And, um, and, having uh this year we had 18 pages of comments from the public holy cow and and what we do with those comments is that we send those up to headquarters and we send it to each member on the team so that they can use these statements for their annual uh reviews appraisals mm -hmm. or um uh enlist well yeah EPRs and OPRs for uh, officers and enlisted so i mean this year getting 18 pages just kind of blew our socks off wow so like i said so we do that just so that everybody else would enjoy the ride just as much we enjoy. You know, I, I do have one story of the Air Force cycling team. It was yep. my first RAGBRAI a couple of years ago. And, you know, as a photographer at the register, we, I, I ride the route, but I also am photographing the route. So it's, it's, it's a fun job, but it's still, it's still a job. It's still work for a little bit. And there was one day where I was just working a long time and got into this town and couldn't find internet to get pictures back to the newspaper and, was just getting really frustrated, and I, from where I was sending, I could see some people floating in a river um, underneath this this little bridge somewhere, and I'm like, oh, what is that? That looks like fun. So I grab my cameras and I go down there, and it's it's probably five or six members of the Air Force cycling team, and and I'm, I'm hanging out, I'm taking pictures, we're talking, we're having a good time, and you know, the whole time, everybody, not even just this situation, but people are like, oh, put your camera down, have a beer, put your camera down, come have fun. I'm like, no, you know, I got it, got to work. So finally they were so adamant. I'm like, okay, fine. So I put the camera down. I got in the, got in the river with them and it just completely changed my outlook on the day on, on RAGBRAI in general. Cause I, at that point hadn't really understood what RAGBRAI was. And, uh, yeah. it was just such an eye-opening experience and so much fun. And ended up spending about, I don't know, 45 minutes splashing around in the river. I think just playing around, having a good time. Uh, it was it was a ton of fun. So um, it was a great time. And you pretty much summed it up. And what it's all about is just stopping. You know, it's not stopping. You know, on your bike, but it's just stopping in a sense with everything that's causing stress or whatever. It's like putting the brakes on and just yeah. letting go. Yeah. And that's that's pretty much what Ragbar is. What you just did. You know, you put the camera down and then you you seize the day yeah. in a sense. So. I think they even were doing like mini triathlons in the, in the, in the river. <laughs> All in like, you know. Oh yeah. I remember that. I have those pictures and I even have. Were you there? Was that you? No, but they they sent the pictures back to me, and they have a video of them, yeah. them sliding and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's them. Um, yeah, that's uh, that was Oklahoma team leader. Uh, what's her name? Yeah, Crystal Salerno and her husband and a couple of other people. Yes, yes. Yeah. I was trying to find those before, and I it, I ran out of time and didn't have time to dive back far enough. But um, okay, yeah. Well, I can I could definitely send you one of those videos. I'll text it to your number. <laughs> okay, yeah. They they were so much fun. Yeah. Um, well, I, like I said, that's, that's kind of all I got. So, um, 
yeah, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast, Larry. Thank you so much. Hey, no problem, Brian. I appreciate you uh, having me relive some of these memories, and hopefully I'll get to see you at Ragbri. Uh, Please say hello. I, I won't be out there this year. We are expecting our, oh. our first child, July 27th. Oh. So Wow, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Oh. Man, that's a bigger event. Yeah. Yeah. My wife got to ride the whole route last year and I rode part of it with her before I started working. So uh, taking this year off. That's a weird thing. You know, we have a category that we have a set of babies that we call rag bride babies. Yeah. So that's when uh, married couples come and then next thing you know, nine months later, they're having a baby. So so that's kind of weird. So So that's one of the memories right there. Yeah, right. All um, right. Well, if people wanted to f- get more information about the Air Force cycling team or the Air Force in general, where should they go? How can they get some more information? Basically, uh, our Facebook page is probably uh, the biggest thing, you know, the national Facebook page, Air Force cycling team. Okay. You know, we do do a story just about um, every other day. Yesterday, it's a story of a young girl named Gabby who's uh, fighting uh, a, a brain tumor, cancerous brain tumor. So, did a story on her, and she's going to meet us on the route somewhere this year. So we're all 165 of us are supporting her in her her battle. So, wow. um, but yeah, basically our Facebook page is probably the best thing to get information because uh, they can shoot messages. Like I got a couple this morning, and our uh, our website that you got the bios from just pretty much tell a person where they can actually who they can go to to sign up for for the team. Perfect. So great. All right. Well. Uh, safe riding, safe training. Okay. Have a have a great year out on Ragbri. Okay, and congratulations on the first kid too. So <laughs> thank you so that, much. That's huge. All right, you take care, Brian. Yeah, thank you. You too. Thanks again. So hey, just go bike listeners. Brian Powers here with Scott Sumter from Bike Iowa, bringing you a bike calendar for July once again. Um, how you doing, Scott? I'm doing great. You? I am doing absolutely fantastic. So uh, we missed June. We were both out on bike rides and things just got busy. So, um, let's start. You had some big rides. You had Almanzo, you had Dirty Kanza. Dirty Kanza. Yeah. We had a ride, uh, just an Iowa ride out to Cedar Rapids with some friends. So yeah, I got some good, uh, good miles in three days in a, or three weekends in a row. And, um, Dirty Kanza led it up. That was a hundred or 200 miles of gravel in Emporia, Kansas and great ride down there. Only rained on us a little bit once, so that kind of broke my streak. Of the rain. Say, you were in a bike race. Clearly, it must have been raining. Man, it, and it rained on some some more people. I mean, back back behind us. But yeah, it. Oh my god, I was okay with that though. So Time what did to, you take? You took the fat bike to Almanzo. Took the fat bike to Almanzo. Rode cry, cyclocross bike to uh, Cedar Rapids on the gravel, mm-hmm. and then took the fat bike on Dirty Kansas. Wow. I actually pulled out a fifth place finish on nice. that bike on Dirty Kansas. So Congratulations. I was okay with that's that. Awesome. Yeah, that was that was a fun deal. First time down there. I will definitely go back. I mean, well, well run event down really? there. Just like Ragbray. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, and I was out on the pre ride for Ragbray, the Register's annual great bicycle ride across Iowa. Um, and so I joined up with that in Clear Lake and rode through to Lansing. Um, it's a beautiful route this year. What do you think about Clear Lake? Awesome. Oh my God. I, I've been to the surf ballroom a bunch, um, for various political events and different things like that. But to go and just hang out by the lake was, was really, really cool. It was really, really neat. So that's going to be a good, a good overnight town this year. I think think it's going to be a great overnight town. You, and mentioning Clear Lake, I mean, next weekend is the bicycle blues and barbecue festival in Clear Lake. So it's the 14th year for that. And if you like 14th year, 14th year. So it's, it's blues bands 
It's a bruise on the beach and it's a criterium racing in downtown Clear Lake. And it, it's, that's cool. Probably not going to be quite as fun as Rag Bride, but it, it's ranks right up there. I mean, if you're not racing, it's definitely, if you're in the area or want to take a, a weekend trip, staycation, um, very fun. It's all two days of, uh, of racing in Clear Lake. So what else we got going on in July? So one, uh, one thing we've done different this year is we, we try to promote a lot of destination rides and, this year, the Metro Arts Alliance has, has worked to put on the Jazz in July. So they've got 10 different events. So it's just kind of a destination ride. They're all on the calendars. Just kind of an interesting deal to take a look at. Um, also, for as we're talking about Clear Lake, there's a there's a called the Brazzle Ride. It's a bike ride around Spirit Lake. Okay. So up, uh, up around Boji area. They've got uh, that coming up on uh, July 8th. That's hosted by the Downtown Spirit Lake, and they got 15, 25, or a 50-mile loop. Nice. And that's always a good time up there. They just, uh, I think they had the Okoboji University Classic ride a few okay. weeks ago. They had That was in June. So if you missed that one, that might be a good one to take a look at. Uh, we always like the uh, Team Wasp on Ragbri. Yeah. They're a fun team, but they've got a uh, pre-Ragbri warm-up. That's a party ride that starts in Cedar Rapids at the Bricks Bar. Okay. And the route's all on the trail, and they just hit the uh, popular Cedar Rapids bars out there. But, oh, uh, cool spots around Cedar Rapids? Wanted to call those guys out. Good good people. Um, same day, July 8th, they've got the Lewis and Clark Crusher. It's uh, one of the IMBCS, which is the Iowa Mountain Bike Championship Series races. Uh, out in Council Bluffs, it's out there on the end of the uh, Lewis and Clark Monument Trails, which okay. is on the part of the Los Hills. So beautiful lots of hills. Out there. Yeah, beautiful means... Hilly sometimes too. And <laughs> this is what one of those races are is is, is it's hilly. So, uh, but it's 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 very scenic out there. But um, definitely, a, uh, if you're into the mountain biking, check that one out. So not in Iowa, but still an awesome race coming up. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Triple Bypass in Avon, Colorado. And the last few years, they've kind of made that connection with Iowa, and they be, be they've been a sponsor on BikeIowa.com. And so last year I went out to the Triple Bypass. It's it's uh, 120 miles in one day over three mountain passes. And the mountain passes are anywhere from 10,500 foot to almost 12,000 feet. Jeez. And good, I mean, scenic is unbelievable. I mean, you I don't bet. get a chance. You can't, you can't train for this around in Iowa, <laughs> you know. Take our little hills and go up and down them 20 times. You know, you, you're not going to get close to one of those mountain passes. But <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a neat. So... So I was offered a, uh, they've got one called the double triple bypass, which is Saturday you go 120 miles, 10,000 feet of climb, and then sleep in Avon, Colorado, and then Sunday you ride back. So it's, and they go, I mean, Regbride goes west to east. They go east to west, if I'm yeah, remembering yeah. correctly. Yeah. Holy cow. Yes, they do. Yeah. It'd be three. Yeah. So so that'll be an interesting, that'll, that'll probably be a little story next time we meet. And I can't wait to hear about that one. There's a, quite a few Iowans going out, which is, which oh, is really? cool. And they, and they've, they've, they've seen that, you know, where there's a good Iowa base and, and they, they market to us. I mean, it's not terribly far. No, no. It's a, it's a, like a, you know, 12 hour drive, something That's out there. A, yeah. 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 It'll be, it'll be a good one. So definitely looking forward to that. Cool. On the ninth, something a little bit different, but it's uh, it's in Polk City. It's the Summer Iowa Games Sprint Triathlon, um, quarter mile swim, fifteen mile bike ride, and a five k run. So if you're not into into all that, it's definitely fun to watch the transitions mm-hmm. on some of those triathlons. People coming in and trying to see them get back on their bike or switch out the shoes, but 
and Polk City's right out on the Neil Smith Trail. So, and the cool thing I think about sprint triathlons is you you get all types that do them. I mean, people who's their first triathlon, people who just do this, and so, oh. I mean, it's it's really cool to see the variety of bikers. Exactly. That that go and do it. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go to the middle of July. We've got the Altoona Tune Up Bike Ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's on Saturday, July fifteenth. That starts at Brewhouse Twenty Five. They've got several different routes, a 12-mile, 44-mile, 54- or 64-mile option. And uh, the long, a lot of it's on trail, but the longer routes use some low-traffic uh, scenic county roads going through Pleasant Hill and Runnels and Mitchellville. And then they all, all end up back in Altoona. But that's, that's, they promote that as a, as a good training ride for, for Red Bray. Yeah. Also, that night on July 15th is the Moonlight Classic. Starts at 9 p.m. at the Iowa Tap Room, so it's a night bicycle ride. Okay, and I'm going to say almost a thousand people show up with decorated bikes, no way. blinking lights, co- costumes. They got they got they've got a contest for the best decorated bike, best decorated person, and it's for the Orchard Place. So the, the all the proceeds go to help the different children's family okay. for the Orchard Place. So, is there a is there a theme to these costumes that you have to wear? Is it just it open is, categories? So it's at, it's at night and it's pretty much everybody's dressed up in like neon colors. Okay. It's just different light. Yeah. Different lights. Um, Christmas lights, glow lights. Oh man. I was blown away by the first time I, I went down there expecting just a small little ride. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I sat around and watched, you know, for, <laughs> for most of the ride. And then I, and then I got on the tail end, but it is just so cool. But it goes through downtown Des Moines, just okay. a leisurely place pace. And it's, yeah, it, it's a, it's a good one to attend. Oh, cool. Definitely and for anybody. Going proceeds going to a good cause too. Definitely, yeah. Place. Yes, yeah. And then we got Ragbrai. The what? The Ragbrai. Twenty third to 29th, and you guys have probably talked four of the five of us that are on the Just Go Bike podcast that kind of put the thing together did the pre-ride. So if you go back to episode 22, uh, we talk about all like the whole experience going through it. Um the one thing, if you didn't hear any of it, stop in Castelia for pie. That is the best pie town on Ragbri. Uh, so yeah, I'll leave it at that. You can go back and listen to the other episodes for more. So right on. It's going to be a good year though. Right. I think it's going to be a great year up North, shorter Mm -hmm. fun days. Yeah. Lots of, and enjoy the time off the bike on this one, I think is going to be key. You know, there's shorter, like you said, shorter days, but that just means more time to spend in the towns. Enjoy the little stops along the way. Stop by the vendors. Kind of meet some people on this one. And it's kind of a, a cool year for us, too. This is the second year bike I will be vending. And do you guys have a stop that you're going to be with? So we'll be out all all week. We're going to be with the Iowa Beer Bus. Okay. Mr. Port Chop, Mott Sweet Corn, some snow cones. So that's going to be the stop of the day. And I, every I, hope, day. I hope it is. We had, <laughs> we had a great time last year. Yeah. And it's, it's anywhere about halfway through the route, but they're going to have entertainment this year. Cool. Um, and it's just a good, I mean, anybody knows, you know, who's been on Ragbri knows Mr. Pork Chop and yep. Iowa Beer Bus has partnered up a few years ago on that. And so we'll be right there with them. So yeah, stop by, say hi. And Pork Chop has a day. I think it's the second day of Ragbri for Mr. Pork Chop Day. Yep. And That's we've talked to both big. Mott and Pumpkin on the show. And it was one of the funniest shows I think we've ever done. <laughs> I think they were drinking for several hours before they even got on air, weren't they? <laughs> they may or may not have been <laughs> drinking while they were on air. I cannot confirm nor deny. I think I heard a pssst. yeah good guys it's going to be a great stop so be sure to look for the smoke in the big pink bus and then find the bike iowa trailer behind it i'm looking forward to that that would be good 
So just as uh, Ragbri is ending, there's a Siouxland Bike and Bite. Starts at the Sioux City Farmer's Market. It sounds kind of like a cool, it's a, it's a bike event that celebrates local food in the Siouxland. Cool. And they go around and check out the local flavors of uh, growing by different restaurants, vendors, and shops. So uh, that's one that just kind of stood out to me. I haven't seen that one posted before, but I like that when you get to ride and eat. And maybe one of the last things I wanted to mention was last night, I spent a couple of days in, in Cedar Rapids kind of checking out the Nubo District. Okay. On the way home, there's a there's a, a restaurant in Grinnell called the Prairie Canary. It's kind of a high-end restaurant. Great, great food, great burgers. So we stopped by there, and we actually ran into Coop. Uh, who owns bikes to you, Craig Cooper. And I think he's he's been part of Ragbri, mm-hmm. sponsor, official bike shop. He runs a really nice charter. Coming so he, in and out of Ragbri, so. Yeah, so he took us over. He was building two new amenities for his his Ragbri folks, his his charter. They've got a shower trailer and a, a seven-room bunkhouse that has four. So all together, there's going to be 14 bunks. And the bunks are already taken up this year. They've already rented out. Okay. But the shower trailer, everybody can benefit from. And I guess Coop has said there's been a long wait in the years prior. So now he's got four showers for women, four showers for men, and like sinks. So this is part of his charter. And we got a video coming out. We took a little video and kind of gave you a sneak peek. Is not near done yet. I think he's going to have a... Hard time getting it done by the end time, but he'll pull it off, you know, Coop. So will these be on, where should people watch for these? BikeIowa.com, your Twitter? Yep. We'll have, uh, we'll, when we put out the video, we'll put out a feature on this on this new bunkhouse and shower trailer, and we'll also promote it through social media too okay. and, and tag bikes to you. So um, he still has a few spots open for a charter. So if you're still oh, looking awesome. um, for a, uh, a spot to get on, um, definitely look him up. And you can go to bikes2u.com for that. Definitely check those guys out. It's a great shop based out of Grinnell. Another plus this year, we've been working with Travel Iowa. Okay. So Travel Iowa has all sorts of events listed, not not just cycling related. I mean, everything. So we've worked with them. So when you post an event on Bike Iowa now, we are sharing that with Travel Iowa. Oh, cool. So it gets actually out in front of a lot more People. Wider than just the cycling. Yeah. Wider, yeah. Wider than the cycling community, which, which we thought that was a positive and they love having the new fresh content. So just kind of an, a, another benefit that we can offer. That's awesome. To get, get more people on bikes. Yeah. I, I think with, especially with a lot of these touring rides, I mean, you're not, you're not going fast. You don't have to be going fast, I should say. And it's a chance to see these areas. Um, and I think uh, Mark Stevenson does these geezer rides out. <laughs> where you, just, yep. you go to these just places that you'd never see otherwise. And you, it's almost like just being a tourist rather than trying to just blow by something. You can stop and see sights and sounds. And, it, it is. We we like to hit that 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 buzzword staycation. I mean, it's just yeah. You don't need to cro- you know go twelve hours to spend a day to yeah, outside of Iowa. There's so much to do here. Sure, sure. Cool. Well, uh, July sounds like it's pretty slammed, pretty packed month. So uh, the few that we've mentioned here briefly, if you want more information on them, uh, if you want to double check dates, be sure to check out bikeiowa.com. You'll find all the events there. There's weekly rides going on every night around Iowa and I'm sure beyond. So be sure to check those out if you're, you know, have a have an empty Monday night. You need to, you know, go check out the Monday night no drop road rides uh, hosted by Rasmussen. And so be sure to check in on all of those. Plenty going on. I mean, there's over 115 events on the calendar for July and and there's more added more added daily. Oh so my gosh. Great month for riding. All right. Well, Scott, thank you once again. I sincerely appreciate you coming on and, and keeping us updated here. So uh, we will be back in August, 
hopefully with a few big changes. Um, check back in on, on Double Triple and see how that went. And uh, yeah, so thanks again. No, thanks, Brian. Good, always good to give the updates. Dear listeners, you've been listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike podcast. If you love us, before you get on the bike, please give us a review or a rating. You can find us on Apple, Stitcher, all of your favorite podcatchers. We would love to hear feedback from you. And those those also help other people find the show and help us keep doing this, this really fun podcast. Uh, also, make sure you reach out to Andrea Parrot at hashtag Parrot Talk on Instagram and Twitter. You can also email her questions at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. And this coming out on the 4th of July, Kyle, I also think uh, we just want to reach out to all those men and women who are serving our country in the armed forces and thank them for their service. Uh, it's not without them that we would be able to do a podcast just like this and get on our bikes and ride. Yeah, I, I definitely uh, second that. Uh, a big thank you to all the people who serve both here and abroad and, and everywhere. Uh, it's a good week to remember them. So let's end with this. We always like to end with some kind of a pithy quote, but let's do it with a joke this week, Brian. So like here it. we go. I'm going to I'm going to toss this your way. What would you call White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer on a bicycle? I I have no idea. A spokesman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the dad joke, but that's great. That <laughs> I love it. That caps another episode. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.